are. Hi, hello. Oh, hello. Uh, bonjour, bienvenue. Oh, hi there. Oh, there. How do you do? Uh, bonsoir. That's all three hello-ish things I can remember in front of right now. <laughs> um, this is Goose Chase. Mm-hmm. This is back. a thing we do. It is our 92nd episode. It is good old 92. We're creeping up on that big hundo. <clears throat> we are. We need to start working on the special 100th episode thing. What are you doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you doing a thing? Nah, like I don't know what happened. Oh, welcome aboard the SS Goose Chase. We're sailing towards a hundredth episode, mateys. Hey, mark your maps for. Pack your oranges so you don't get the scurvy. I don't know. the pirate I don't know what's happening anymore. All right. All right. Weird. Uh, yeah, we're back. 92 episodes is a lot. Yes. Really? Like, I don't think I've ever made 92 of anything. <clears throat> poops. You've definitely made 92 poops. Yeah, more than that. Speak for yourself. Oh, I've made way more than 92 poops. It's a lot of, it's a lot of something. In a day. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No. I, that's, I've never done that. Oh that's God. horrible. That's There's like, that's like, something very wrong. It's It'd like be five an hour. Or like, that's four an hour nonstop all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you sleep like a normal amount, uh, then that would be That's like even more. Like what? Like yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. I've been lot. sick before <laughs> in ways that I, I it felt like that. <laughs> but wow. no. Anyway, enough about poops. Yeah, we're off to a really good start. Whew, it's weird already. Mm-hmm. Um. So let let's talk things. Let's talk about stuff. Okay. Tomorrow's um, Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is. That's uh, weirdly the one thing I don't have written down on my list of things to talk about. I was thinking we should talk about it. It's good practice around Thanksgiving to express gratefulness. Okay. For things that you're thankful for. Okay. You want to do a little thing here? Do we Not want to talk really. about things you we're thankful talk for? About? No, let's do it. <laughs> you you did this to us. <laughs> I don't know. I really, honestly, I just thought it might be nice. <clears throat> no, um, it is nice. I'm committing to it. Okay. I'm meeting you. So... This year, um, we've been really, really, we've been lucky to be busy to spend a lot of time with good people. Uh, yes, I like, can't believe it's the end of the year already. I know. It's insane. <laughs> I know. Uh, ooh, the turn ooh, of the year was like, it's. it seems like it was <clears throat> no time ago. Last yeah. New Year's. Let's, I, I think we should real quick, before we say you know, things we're grateful for. Uh-huh. Let's do a quick check-in with ourselves because beginning of the year, I believe we had to talk about things we wanted to make happen by the end of the year. Oh, did we do any of them? Yeah. Did we actually? I moved in. Oh, that's true. That happened. Yeah. And uh-huh. in, in order for that, it was one of the big things. In order for that to happen, there were many other personal things that we had to take care of. Things like... Working on our mental health and getting medicated and yeah. all kinds of stuff that we have done along the way. We didn't really, and, we, uh, didn't, we didn't do all of it, but we did some of it. We did some of it. Yeah. Um, you know, the the events of me moving in were participated by <laughs> precipitated by other events, yeah, as well. But um, you know, we haven't killed each other. It's been That's going true. pretty good. Yeah. So we're that's bo- a big thing that we did still this alive. year. <laughs> And I am I am uh, thankful that yeah. that's going good. It is nice. 
We're but, doing little things around the house to make the the place more like our place, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for like shared <clears throat> goals and improving the place and improving like the circumstances that we live in. That's nice. Yeah. I I like seeing things change into something that we made and we chose instead of just like living in a house that was just here. It's like living in our home. Yeah. It's right. nice. Little, little the the things, bathroom is the, the biggest one so far. Uh-huh. Um, because we you took down the wallpaper and we painted the walls and then we uh refinished the tile from that horrible seventies pink to white and then we um I did the countertop. Mm-hmm. I painted it to look kind of like marble and then we epoxied it yeah which there's still we got to do some some couple little fixes but nothing's ever done nothing no matter what nothing's ever painted the cabinets we still have to finish that but it's mostly we just have to put the hinges on yeah but it's mostly it's 90 percent of the way there uh this year for me was a year where i actually started doing woodworking things yeah. Which I had wanted to do for like years mm-hmm. and was too scared of my saw. Reasonably. You should be afraid of a saw, kind of. Yes. You sh- you shouldn't treat it like it won't hurt you because it can if you act that way. Yeah. But this year it kind of got over it. Part of that's probably, you know, like being medicated and like, <laughs> like not like fighting my head so much. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I made some things. I did some work. You made happy some really with what cool things. Yeah. You made those shelves <clears throat> in the living room that I absolutely love. They're yeah. floating shelves that are really cool. And there's more of those on the way, of course. We're going to have to do more of those. But mm-hmm. We uh, made a couple lamps together. Mm-hmm. And those are really fun and easy to make. Uh-huh. We made... What else did you make? Um, you started making a little thing for our, our mini fridge. You got to yeah. finish that. I made my table saw bench, which is cool. Oh, wow. That's a big one. I don't yeah. know how I missed that. That's that's the that's the one that I'm the I mean that, like, that's the one that enables you to make the other things which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's really nice too, and it has it's on casters, so you can move it around wherever yeah. you need it. And so I guess this year I'm I'm very grateful that some of the things that I've wanted to do for a long time actually started to come together. Yeah. I was I wasn't that busy. I didn't do that much, but like I made some cool woodworking stuff. I made some cool beer. Yeah, um, I was gonna know. say you brewed some beer. Yeah, like a lot of interesting things have happened. We started playing of, music again. Yeah, we have a band again. Yeah. For, well, for us together, that is the first thing. But like mm-hmm. you know, both of us used to play music, and yeah. So, it's kind of a sweet year. It's overall, on a personal level, it's been pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of a banner year. Yeah. Right. As long um, as you ignore everything happening outside of our personal lives, yeah, right. it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Like, don't look outside more than, like, a Just few cover miles. cover the windows. Black yeah. the windows. Don't read the news. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do. Uh, other than that, yes, everything is great. Uh, um, I, I am grateful for friends who are our family. Yeah. You, you're, se- you're second family. You're yeah, chosen family. Yeah, I love my family, but... Your chosen family is the family you choose. <laughs> For <laughs> good reason. Stated. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah. It, I don't know. There's something to be said about like, we spend a lot of time with these people. Yeah. And because we want to. We it's get not to... obligation. It's not because we love them, but also they drive us crazy. It's, it's, 
like we love our friends and we like them. They are our family. We spend yeah. a lot of time with them. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that because I do. And I know I've said it on here before. I know that that's rare. And I know that not everyone has that, especially as big and close knit of a group as we do. Yeah. And I know that we're giant fucking weirdos. And if you walk into this group and, and aren't already <laughs> familiar with like our lingo and inside jokes, it would be really strange. Yeah. But um, it's a really nice, good thing that we do. Yeah. I guess those are, I don't know, that's some good gratefulness stuff. We don't have to do more of that. But I just wanted to take a minute to think about it because it's all, the year's shockingly almost over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will be Christmas in, like, less than a month. I know. I'm kind of <laughs> panicking because I don't have yeah. anything done. Yeah. No, me either. Like, haven't even started. Yeah. Um, I have projects I want to work on for that. Yeah. A little things i'm gonna make for people but right um yeah largely uh no dice dice. (laughs) well i did buy a couple of things oh i i do kind of want to take a picture a holiday picture of us with the dog this year yeah yes oh you haven't done that in a few years yes i bought him a sweater i told you that it matches my ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. And it says Fa La La Llama on it, and it has a llama, and I have the same one. This dog has been dressed up a lot this year. He has. That's a big thing for him. I, you know, dogs wearing <laughs> clothes kind of pisses me off on some level, but he looks okay in them. He also, the thing is, it's just a novelty for me because I did not expect that he would be okay with it. Nah, he's cool. And he likes it. Yeah, once he, you know, like getting his arms it's through it is really the thing. But getting him in it. Yeah. But once you do that. Nah, he's cool. He's cool with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's that for that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other things. So, you just got a game. It's not a new game, it's been out for a couple years, but you. Just got it because it was on sale, and you have been. I'm addicted to Grand Theft Auto. Religiously 5. playing Grand it Theft is Auto so Five. Fucking good. Like playing Grand Theft Auto Five, you're getting yeah. mad at how little time you're spending with me playing Grand yeah, Theft that's Auto Five. That's true. So <laughs> th- this game came out in like 2015. I didn't even realize that. Do you mm-hmm. realize it's like that old? Mm-hmm. Uh, someone pulled it up the other day. I think Dan pulled it up the other day, and like, yeah, this game is four years old. And I'm just getting around to it. And oh my God, is it good. It's good. I do it, want to sit down and play it sometime. Yeah, it's fun as hell. It's massive. I, I used to play Grand Theft Auto 4. I <laughs> loved Grand Theft Auto 4. It was a lot of fun. And this looks like even more fun. It also brings out this like fantastic evil side of me. It really brings I out really an evil en- side of you. I really enjoy like, it. Like, <laughs> you'll do something awful. And I'm like, oh my God, Dave. And then you like kind of look at me and go do something even more awful. I'm like, what is your problem? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Just to be like, you know what? This person besmirched me and then just shoot them in the head in the middle of the street. Yeah. I don't know. Grand Theft Auto brings out the maniac in all of us, and I guess that's why it brings us all together. All right. Yeah, we'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm probably going to play it tonight. Each a good. Yeah, each a, it's a good. Each a good. Um, I, I, for some reason, I wrote down that we had made uh, chili and jalapeno cornbread. You know what? These updates have to be more important. Sorry, this was Monday <laughs> when I wrote this, and I was like, well, I have nothing. I have literally nothing. These updates have to have but some I'm, consequence listen, to them. I'm proud of that jalapeno cornbread. 
It was good, and yeah. it brought back college memories for me because it's something I used to eat from this cool cafeteria. It was like yeah. one of the few things that was always really good. Yeah. And it would never go with like, they never had it with chili. It was just like randomly, here's some jalapeno cornbread, and I would eat it anytime it was there. Right. So made cornbread. <laughs> made cornbread for the first time. Just Listen, all the news that's fit to it's print. It's been here. a banner year. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? I almost burned the house down today. Yes, what I, the was, fucking I wrote fuck? that down. That was so upsetting. Mm. Um, so what happened was uh, about uh, an hour and a half before you got home tonight, I went to make brownies, uh, which I was real excited about, and mm -hmm. turned the oven on and walked across the house. And then I heard this hissing noise, and I look and I see like violently like trembling light coming out of the oven. And I it's always a bad sign. I yell and run across. I I was very careful about emptying out the oven, so I knew it wasn't something I left in the oven. And I mm -hmm. turned the oven off, and then I opened the thing to look, and I just see it's it's like the oven element is flaming and like twitching, like like uh, like a dying star. <laughs> and then it closed the thing, and I step back from it a bit, and I go, okay, well this will stop, of course, right? Because uh, I turned the oven off. And that's when it gets even brighter and louder. It goes like pure white. I scream and jump back. And after about a total of 30 seconds, the thing goes out. And all this time, I'm like, this is going to be a fire. This is going to be a house fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it looks like a house fire happening, uh, which it was not. So that's good. But it did. So it, our oven is currently down. It smoked and it did not. The smell of the smoke was not good. I might be poisoned. I don't know. <clears throat> this I, I think yeah. not so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's hope not. Yeah. Um, anyway, the day before it, Chris Chris said the same thing. He says the day before Thanksgiving, people's ovens burn out all the time. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's just the thing that happens it's just all the, the time. The oven thinks about what it's going to have to do, and it's like, <laughs> it's no. Like, no way. Out of here. I mean, we're lucky we don't have to make Thanksgiving dinner. You know what it probably is? <clears throat> it's just like somehow a vicious cycle starts where, like, the oven always breaks down the day before Thanksgiving, so you get a new oven the day before Thanksgiving, and then it just <laughs> is always breaking around the same time. Right, because ovens are rated for, like, years in whole numbers. In whole numbers. <laughs> It's a very, yes, yeah. Yeah. to the day. I don't know. I, don't I think that's what it is. That's, <laughs> yeah, we'll, leave, we'll, Silly. we'll put that in the, in the possibility list. Um, Real quick, Roto-Rooter sucks. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this is totally upsetting to me. So um, I'll, I'll quicken this story up. My mom just told me Microsoft this tonight. Quicken. Yes, Microsoft yeah. Quicken. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Anyway, um, <clears throat> my mom called me um, to let me know about the things that had been going on, which is never good. And I was like, oh, my God, what's been going on? Like, is everyone OK? She's like, well, you know, everything's resolved now. It's fine. But like it basically they've always had drain problems at their house because they have like really aggressive root systems that mm -hmm. grow up into the basement drain and clog it. And yeah. so. They have, like, special stuff they put in regularly, and they have a guy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say his name because he's been really because good. Because he's good. His name is Blaylock, so if you're in, like, the Austintown, Mahoning County area and you need a plumbing guy, Blaylock is great. He will not screw you. He's a good dude. No, and he's been working on this house for 15 years yeah. because his mom knew the owner of the house before my parents. Right. Um, 
moved, well, my mom and stepdad moved in there. And I somehow, I don't know if she had his information there already. And so they just went to him when they moved in. But he, he knows the house really well. He has been very helpful. He's reasonable price-wise. Um, and their trains started backing up again a few months ago. And they went to contact him, but he was having some health problems and because drain stuff is drain stuff and you can't have your basement flooding, yeah, they didn't want to put it off. So they decided to go to Roto-Rooter. Mm-hmm. So they come and they, they deal with the issue. And then now, a few months later, it's having issues again. Mm-hmm. And so since it was covered under the warranty from three months ago, they just went back to Roto-Rooter because it was only three months. Sure. So... The Roto-Rooter guy comes over, and he had his snake in the drain, apparently. Gross. And and then they hear this really loud banging, Mm -hmm. and then he, like, came upstairs and talked on his phone, and then, like, went back downstairs in more really loud banging, and then came upstairs and was like, well... That's what you want to hear. Yeah, I have bad news. Um, my snake is stuck in your drain. Gross. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I can't get it out and <laughs> also gross and a unfortunate situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. so then at, at some point, I don't know. I only spoke to my mom very briefly. My grandpa ended up coming over and talking to the guy and it escalated and the guy ended up being very rude and mm-hmm. they ended up being told that, I don't know if that guy was rude. I think he left and then they talked to someone on the phone and my grandpa came over and was looking at things and talking to them on the phone for my mom. And that guy was very rude and condescending to both my mom and my grandpa. And my grandpa was asking questions like, well, did you guys do something? Did you break it? How did the snake get stuck? What did you do? Like, what happened? Yeah. And they didn't appreciate that, apparently. But... They were being told that they're gonna. My mom was being told she's gonna have to pay five thousand to twelve thousand dollars to fix this issue. That is never acceptable. That they potentially cost when you call someone to come to your house to fix something. Right. You should never be liable for their equipment in the process for of like a hundred dollar snake or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. And and they're super and, bad and also their drain is broken. Yeah, right. Their drain is broken. And the it drain was not is broken. broken before. So I would have been and he, I would have lived. And the thing that made me so mad is like they're saying all and my mom brought this up. They're saying, like, well, you, your drain is broken, your drain broke this, blah. They were just here three months ago. Yeah, right. If it was an issue, then it would have been an issue then. Well, this clearly is new <laughs> in the last three months. Yeah. Like, so that was a whole thing. So obviously they can't, they don't have that money and yeah. that's crazy. So they call the normal guy and he's like, yes, that's insane. And he tells them some people to call better business bureau, a couple other people uh-huh. and tells them they might need a lawyer and suggests a lawyer. So they call the better business bureau. Apparently our local roto router has an F rating. They don't respond to any customer complaints or anything. Um, they're, they're a franchise business, right? Yeah, I think so. Cause it's they're the, national. Yeah. It's the only way that this makes sense mm-hmm. is cause there's no way if this was a national business that this would be tolerated at the store yeah. level. 
Yeah. Especially considering how rude and awful the exchange becomes. Yeah, because it only gets worse. Yeah. So my mom had to call off work the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. make a bunch of calls, Better Business Bureau, a bunch of other people, ended up talking to the the sewer department, like all this stuff, and basically ended up getting pointed in the direction of some guy who's actually going to be able to like pull out the drain and fix it for less than they were being told they were going to have to pay Roto-Rooter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else is going to happen if they're still going to have to do anything with a lawyer or not. Yeah. But at some point, my mom called Roto-Rooter back and talked to the manager. And he was already, like, rude and condescending from the beginning of the call and said something to her along the lines of, um, well, if you were intelligent enough, you would look and see that your drain is broken and it broke my equipment, so you should be paying us money. That's like a crazy way for a business owner to right. talk to a customer. It really right. doesn't even matter over what. Right. You, you just don't talk to people You don't to talk like to that. people like that. Now, like, customers I, do that I to businesses all the time. Right. That's also wrong. I don't believe in the customer is always right. No, me either. But <laughs> but you don't. You talk have a to responsibility like as someone who is participating in a business. Yeah, I, I don't think they're the owner. Sounds like they're a manager. Yeah, you have a responsibility to treat people better than that. So That's unbelievable. So he to said call that people stupid and then ask for five thousand right. dollars. <laughs> and then he told her that the guy they had sent out there was one of their best guys. And my mom was like, "Well, then you need to get better people." Because not only did this happen... Got him. Yeah, I'm proud of her. Not only did this happen, but he was incredibly rude and condescending to me and my father. Yeah. So, not okay. And then she told him that she regretted choosing them and going with them and not just waiting for the regular guy. Yeah. And the manager was like, well, I guess this conversation's done the second you said that. Like, she was going to choose to do business with them from this point on anyway. Yeah, right. So, um, then she hung up on him. (laughs) What a bizarre reaction. I guess this conversation's over because you hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's it's like, no, you've... You potentially... Excuse me. We can't tell for sure if they broke their drain, but it wasn't... Yeah. As far as they knew, it wasn't broken before. Like... When you run a business... You assume liability of your equipment. Yep. You know that it will be damaged in the course of work. And it's not the customer's fault that their drain is fucked up. In fact, that's why you're there. And it's yeah. part of your business's liability. Your equipment is like like part of running the business is that ideally you'll make more than you spend fixing your equipment. That's just yeah. kind of how it goes. Yeah. So you don't get to if hold you need a plumber in this area. Oh, Call Blaylock. Yes. Yeah, Don't go to Roto Rooter. Jesus. Unbelievable. They really will, unbelievable. Yeah. They will get snakes stuck in your drain. Gross. <laughs> and uh, blame you for it. Gross. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was crazy. Then look the day again. The day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Everything's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everything has to go bad the day before Thanksgiving. Not sure why. That's just how it goes. <sighs> After that story and and the you know being grateful before that yeah i feel like i'm in the mood for something a little different now you know what i i can see that so maybe i i mean this might be a big ask but do you slice a pecan pie well that sounds delicious but i I was thinking like i don't know like do you think you 
we could play a game? Like, would you just have a, like a game we no, could play? No, I don't. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe we could play a back game later or something. Mm, probably not. Yeah, let's just end it now. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been an episode of Goose Chase. Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, wait, hold on a minute. I thought of something. Yeah. Uh, we haven't played this in a while, but how would you feel about playing a news game? A news game. I like to call it Trues and Fnews. Trues and Fnews. You goddamn right. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me? It's time for Trues and Fnews. Time to play Trues and Fnews. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing a famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for Trues and A Merv Griffin production. Ah, yes, Trues and Fnews. Now, you're right, David. It has been a really long time since we played this Basically game. Basically forever. Yeah. So um, I, I'm really going to need a refresher on the rules. Let me tell you the rules. The game is Trues and Fnews, that game, that classic news game that's taken the internet by storm in which I give you two stories, two or false stories, the Fnews. One is the true story of the Trues. You have to discern which is the Trues and which is the Fnews. Wow, that was fantastic. Bippity boppity boop. <laughs> Bookada Beppo. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing to say. Hey, hey, Bookada hey, Beppo. I'm walking anyway. away. Um, yeah, so how do well, you feel? Well, I'm about, ready. Like, all right, well, good. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> You're not nearly as ready as I'm ready, okay? Uh-uh. So just settle down. I'm grateful that I'm so ready. <sighs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Number one, in a bid to spur better international diplomatic relations, Rwandan President Paul Kagame has unveiled a theme park targeted at tourists, a theme park themed after himself. What was his name again? Paul Kagame. K-A-G-A-M-E. Number two. World record make-a-wish granter John Cena was unable to make his 624th appearance due to a delayed flight, but assured the young recipient that he did appear, you just, quote, can't see me, end quote. (laughs) I love it. Number three, dairy farmers at a farm outside Moscow are experimenting with putting VR headsets on dairy cows in an effort to increase the quantity and quality of the milk they produce. All right, I need a recap. All right, recap time. Number one, in a bid to spur better international diplomatic relations, Rwandan President Paul Kagame has unveiled a theme park targeted at tourists, a theme park themed after himself. Number two, world record make-a-wish granter John Cena was unable to make his 624th appearance due to a delayed flight, but assured the young recipient that he did appear, you just, quote, can't see me. End quote. Doing the motion. Yeah. Number three. Dairy farmers at a farm outside Moscow are experimenting with putting VR headsets on dairy cows in an effort to increase the quantity and quality of the milk they produce. All right. Jimmy. Hold on. Hold on. Dead air. Dead. Fucking air. <laughs> Yay. Okay. 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 It's time to play dead right. fucking air. Stop it. All right, okay, I'm ready. Cool. Okay. Cool your chest. <laughs> Very worked up tonight. A little bit. I don't know. <sighs> I'm in a good mood. <sighs> okay. First one. 
Mm-hmm. Mame, take me to the theme park of Paul Kagame. Oh, God. <laughs> we can stop now. That's fine. I didn't want to finish this episode No, but the anyway. last one's really good. Okay. Oh, God. The second one's not that great. You can't Cena. Cena. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Ooh. All right, all right. Ooh. But the last one is where it's at. Ooh. Wait for it. Okay. VR milk porn for Moscow's. <sighs> all right. Yeah. No. That gives okay. a tentative. I give that a tentative thumbs up. It's good. You <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, you like it. You think I'm funny? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. These are kind of tough. The well, last hopefully. one, I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. Okay. I don't even know if cow's eyes work that way. <laughs> what like? Like if they could even use VR or, you know? Well, I, I guess know. if you could put anything in front of eyeballs, you could make that work, right? Yeah, I don't know. Even if you had and to then, fit it to a head differently? The first one, I it just seems so silly, but sometimes <laughs> those are the ones that are true. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard. For what it's worth, Paul Kagame is regarded as a dictator type. Okay. One of these dudes that, uh, like, kind of like an iron fist you know, mm. improved a lot of things, but also took a lot of freedom away. Yeah. So that kind of makes that story even more interesting. Um, oh man. I wish I had more context for the Cena one. Yeah. Because I feel like it depends on the way he said it. Like if he said it in a way, like a dickish way, I can't see him saying that. Like for what it's worth, whether this story is, is true or false, <clears throat> uh, Assuming that it is a true story, John Cena said so in a playful way. Okay. Okay. Then that that is what I would expect of John Cena. Right. In a perfect world of John Cena's. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect scenuation. Yeah, uh, nope. 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 Because um, here is the truth. There are many, many, many John Cena's. You just can't see them. That's true. We live in a universe of infinite Cena's. Infinite Cena-verse. Yeah. <laughs> the extended Cena-verse. The extended Cena-verse. <laughs> um, I'm going with that one. I want it to be true. Billions and billions of Cena's. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say that that uh, John Cena was not able to make it to this Make-A-Wish visitation, but he, he told the child that he was there. He just couldn't see him. Can't see me. Not true. <sighs> That's a good one, though. Yeah, I felt good about that one. Yeah, it was a I really thought good that one. might be a stumper. But you get a second guess. Is it the first one? The uh, the first one, the, uh, the Rwandan president, Mame, Paul Kagame. Take me to the theme park of Paul Kagame. Kagame. That name is so much easier than... It is. My mouth broke. <laughs> I wasn't, like, mispronouncing yeah. it because I couldn't pronounce the name. My mouth forgot how to mouth. Paul... Paul... Kagame. Nope. Fuck yeah. VR cows. That's so weird. VR cows. VR cows. Everybody, VR cows. Right. No, no. There's only one person in this room aside from you that can clap, and That's I'm not true. fucking doing it. <laughs> well, all right. 
Um, okay, so tell me about these VR cows. This is honestly a real, true experiment. Uh, they don't have data yet to suggest much about milk production. What are they showing them? They are putting... So what they did was they built a <clears throat> VR headset that fits the physical specifications of a cow's head. That like This has got to be one of the weirdest pieces <laughs> of VR headsets. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, they designed a custom VR headset, and they put it on the cow... And the cow is just being shown a sunny golden field. Oh, because happy cows make happy milk. Well, that's what I hear. Yeah. And that's the that's what's being tested. So if happy cows do make happy milk. It's funny too, because the picture that I saw is like this guy, this like old farm <laughs> guy, and he's like standing by the cow and it's wearing this big black blocky thing on its head, and it's just standing in the middle of bleak ass Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Russia's a perfect place to test this because, yeah, it's not a happy cow California kind of Yeah, place. I mean, it's, it's not like a sea of rolling green. It is yeah. not. But, Who's rolling to green? Uh, <laughs> I mean, do I have to answer that? Or? <laughs> it just reminded me of Shit's Creek because the, the mayor of the town is named Roland Shit. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So apparently they've done preliminary testing mm-hmm. on this and they have determined. The happy some cows tests, make happy milk. No, nothing about the milk, but that the cows are showing decreased stress. Well, that's Whatever, nice. However they measure that, I don't know. I can't verify that claim. It might just be like they look at the cow and it's like, no, look, he's happy. <laughs> um, but their their belief is that they will eventually be able to show better quality milk. And if that's the case. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's weird yeah. as hell, but it it's kind of cool. Like, if you're already going to own cows, like, own okay. a living being, making it happier is kind of cool. Does this work for humans? Well, lucky for you, we're about to find out. Bring in the VR headset. I am not lactating. We're not asking you to. Who Just... are we asking to lactate <laughs> while wearing this VR no, headset? No, we're going to do tests on you and see how happy you are if we strap you in VR for a while. Bring it in, boys. Where are okay. the boys? But I thought this is going to have to do... I was specifically talking about humans and lactating, so I'm confused. Okay, Because my breasts won't do that. Okay. I'm not with child. Noted. This episode got real weird. Yes. I'm real sorry. Yeah, don't apologize. Uh, they know what they're in for. Um, But yeah, no, that's a real thing they're actually doing. <laughs> that's crazy. If it turns up any positive, <clears throat> you know, results... I mean, I don't know. Even if it's just a couple hours a day, pop the cow in the VR cow fantasy or whatever, and the cow's yeah. happy. And Just waiting for the VR cow <laughs> fantasies to get real fucking weird. There's like... There's like some weird VR like, cow orgy. Yeah, there's like first first cowson uh, point of view no, no. porn. <laughs> no. First cow said no. <laughs> it's not first person. Well. They're not persons. That person is a cow. Cows. cows are people. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> cows are people too. Sign the petition. Uh, I think we're going to have to take a break. Please, please. going to have to sort this one out off air. Yeah, please sign my online petition. Sign my change.org <laughs> okay, petition. Okay, don't sign anything that Dave puts on. Anyway. It's okay. You're not on social media anyway. That's right. All right. Let's uh, take a little break, break. Yeah, let's take a little break. break. A little break, break. Uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in a minute. Fifi. <laughs> Fifi. <laughs> God damn it. Fifi. We will be back. 
with another main segment. All right, goodbye. It's just perfect that the truce took place in Russia. Okay. We got some Russian stuff? We got some real Russian shit. I have no idea what this topic is, I just realized. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. (laughs) Well, good. I was hoping you would tell me. This is a topic that most of our listeners, I would assume, know something about. Stop reading it upside down. Um, Most of our (laughs) listeners... I'm sure have heard something of this person. Yeah. But this is also a person surrounded by mystery and intrigue and rumors and some of which will never truly be sorted. Can I guess completely out of the blue with no prior information? And having not read Upside Down? No, I totally didn't. Sure. Is it Rasputin? Yes. Oh, I'm so smart. (sighs) How did I know that? So what, do you know uh, anything of Rasputin? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you the the, the outlines of the story I know, which mm-hmm. is a dude that, like, had a spooky, mystical influence over the the czar at the time. I believe it was Nicholas II, actually. Yes, the Romanovs. Yeah, right. And uh, if I remember correctly, too, they were the last of the czars, right? Yes. And Rasputin's involvement with the the royal family had something to do with that. The the public was deeply suspicious of him. He was a voodoo mm-hmm. ki- kind of man. Yeah. In, I'll, in I'll get into perception. all of that. But yeah, all that's pretty accurate. But that's that's all I I kind of just know the outlines. And I think most people do. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm sort of saying all that is I think <laughs> that's what most people probably do know about yeah. him. Yeah. So um Rasputin, <clears throat> full name Grigory Rasputin, yeah. was born uh, approximately January 21st, 1869. Oh, man. Nice. nice. We're almost birthday buddies. Just yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My birthday buddy, he... Rasputin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's from Pokrovska Tobolsk Governorate, which is basically Siberia. Um, Ooh, okay. So there's a lot of mythos and legend surrounding him, mm-hmm. but he was born to a peasant family. He supposedly developed mystical skills, as according to him, mm-hmm. at age 12. He went to a school, but he did not become academic. He didn't take to it. He um, took up drinking, seducing, crime, <laughs> and the there's many stories about the kind of crimes that he committed, and there's no real, mm-hmm. like... Proof of exactly what he did. One of these dudes that's like shrouded in legend. Yeah. Some 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 people say it was things like normal kid stuff. Yeah. Some people say it was things like violence, theft, rape. You know, it yeah. runs the gamut. Um, so at 18 years old, he had a religious epiphany or he was being punished by the government, mm-hmm. one or the other. Okay. Um, and basically he went embarked on a religious pilgrimage to a monastery. 
Okay. And so he went to this monastery, but he did not actually end up becoming a monk. Um, so he went through this whole thing and never really went through with that part of it. Um, this might have been when he was introduced to the Clists, which is a group we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, I've never heard that name. But the, this would be a monastery of the Russian Orthodoxy. And the Clists, that's uh, basically like a, a shoot off of the Russian Orthodoxy. It's K H L Y S T S. He supposedly had a vision and left the monastery. He married, um, eventually had children. I am not quite sure how many. I thought at one point I read he had seven, but only three survived him. Oh, man, that's some old world shit. Holy yeah. hell. Um, but then, the, like, some sources only really talk about a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of hard to know for sure. But he ended up traveling uh, with his family to Eastern Europe, working as a mystic, mm-hmm. um, doing prophecy and healing. It's weird. That's like... Okay, so when you say it that way, it's weird to think about, but like that's kind of like it's like someone's like day job back then. It's just yeah, you'd go down and he's to town. from he's from Siberia. Like, what were you gonna do in <laughs> Siberia? There's just not much work there. Yeah, like you kind of got to carve it's, out your own you're piece like of the a, pie. A farmer, you know, there isn't too too much. Mm-hmm. So in 1903, he went to Saint Petersburg. He mm-hmm. was introduced to the court by members of uh, the church and aristocracy who were in search of holy men of common stock who would appeal to the court and boost their own importance. They wanted a mystic. They wanted someone shrouded in mystery who was like, oh, this is a common man, but he's, you know, he has visions and all this. (laughs) So that's, that's what they were in search of. Somewhat Christ-like, I would add. It's like this sort of like this thing that people tend to repeatedly want. This like nomadic person who, Performs miracles. An ordinary person with extraordinary... Yes. Yeah. So, um, I after this description of what they were looking for, I wrote, did somebody say Rasputin? Because he's your boy. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your boy Rasputin here. So as far as his appearance, um, it was very dirty, scruffy, very large beard, long hair, piercing eyes he creeped people out he he creeps people out just to look at a picture of him i don't know if you looked at a I picture have. of rasputin lately you look up a picture it's been a while since i looked but i've seen pictures of he's him. he looks sort of like super intense in pictures he kind of has that look of like uh like corpse photographs <clears throat> kind sort of, of like washed over what a lot of people said about him is essentially he's he's just real intense like his <laughs> eyes yeah Ooh. he's uh um very but, spooky. That being said, he was also presumably very charismatic. And yeah. and I think a lot, maybe not at first, maybe eventually, but his, his look was very intentional. You know, they were looking for the common man with these powers. And so that's what he presented mm-hmm. and continued to present. He never like cleaned himself up and and looked anything other than what he did. Any pictures you see, some of them are super creepy because yeah. you see like 
the royal family, you see the Sarah and the Sarina and all their children. Yeah. And they're like dressed to the nines, royal garb and dresses. And then he's just almost blending into the background. You just see him in the corner of the photo. And it's real creepy. I was looking to see like pictures of anyone else. But like here's here's one of some of the royals with Rasputin. Oh, that's he's not in the, the royals. Oh, really? That's his family. Oh, wait, that's his family? That's his family. They look real normal. Yeah. One of these could be like a mouseketeer. The the <laughs> one on the far right is one of his daughters, okay. and I will talk about her later. Okay. Um. Anyway, so he was introduced to the Tsar and Tsarina at court in um, 1905. So so remember, he started tra- traveling in 1903, was picked up by the court. He's been around in these circles for a while. 1905, he's introduced to them. Um, in 1908, he was called to the palace because the heir to the throne, Alexei, was experiencing, or maybe it was Alexander, but he was experiencing hemophilic bleeding. Hmm. Um, so Rasputin healed the boy. And so there's, uh, no one really knows exactly what he did, but there are some historians that say potentially what he did was get him to stop taking aspirin, which is a blood thinner. Oh, my God. And if you have hemophilia and you take a blood thinner, you're not going to clot, and it's going to be made much worse. For for anyone who's not familiar with hemophilia, it's a a disease in which you have trouble clotting. Like, the normal clotting properties properties of your blood just don't work right. Yeah. So, like, well, like... Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Is it isn't that isn't that true that some people with hemophilia like they'll they'll clot, but it'll just take a lot longer. Like yeah. So if you're someone like that, but then if you're also on a blood thinner, right. which prevents you from clotting, it's going to exacerbate. So it's feasible that someone with hemophilia could stop taking aspirin and then seem to have healed or or you know, yeah yeah get okay. better yeah stop bleeding everywhere. <laughs> yeah right. Um. We don't know that for sure, but that's just something said by some historians. It could have been the case. It's really weird. I guess I always, like, in my head, associate Rasputin and Tsar Nicholas II with, like, farther back. It's really Mm -hmm. weird that they were around in the age of aspirin. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, aspirin's been around for a really long time in some form or another because it was derived from a plant. Sure. And so. (laughs) But, like, the fact that we're talking about the early 1900s is always surprising to me. Right. It it is, yeah, I kind of position that in a different yeah. place on the timeline, back, too. Yeah. Excuse me, it's a weird throat sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Rasputin told the Tsar and Tsarina that he believed the future of the boy and of the Romanov dynasty were deeply connected to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of continued to keep him around because of that. Mm-hmm. And then in 1912, Alexei felt ill. Uh, there was during, he had like some kind of accident and then like a coach ride. And then he experienced a sudden recovery from a near fatal tumor. And supposedly Rasputin prayed and claimed to have interceded with, with his prayers. He interceded with God and, um, that's why he had this recovery. Okay. I, there wasn't too much information on exactly what was wrong with him or 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 what would have really caused that. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like, as with a lot of these things, even now, what people are willing to believe def- defines what's real for them. Yeah. Right? So, 
but but Rasputin from that point on, that's when it really cemented it. Mm-hmm. And and I will say that um not as much Nicholas. I mean, obviously a little bit. He's happy that his son is better. Mm-hmm. So he's going along with it. And he is defending Rasputin when people are speaking out and don't like him and are suspicious of him. But Alexandra is really the one who's like, this is her baby boy. And the thing that's important, they had four daughters. Okay. I think it was four. And one son. And he was the youngest. Oh. So and that's he would a big, have been the that's heir. A, that's a big fucking deal. And he has hemophilia, oh, which is geez. super life-threatening. Right, yeah. Especially during this point in time. And so Rasputin was incredibly important because potentially he was keeping their son alive. Yeah, he's like protecting the entire Romanov dynasty. Yeah, so so if this guy comes along and he, it seems like helps heal your son... Yeah. And then helps heal, heal your son again. And he tells you that, you know, your fates are entwined mm-hmm. and he's going to be very important to, you know, your family yeah. continuing on in their dynasty. Yeah. You know, do whatever that guy says yeah. because That's, you need to keep your son alive. And then, of course, he asks you to move in together, you know. <laughs> so, well, he was a fixture. Right. He so, he did move it. And then he's like, you know, texting late at night, like, hey, you oh trying to Netflix and chill? Or like, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like recipe. I'll get back King, to that, like, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll get back to that Netflix and chill. <laughs> at least the 1908 version or whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about some of the rumors that swirled around this guy. And, right. and again, people really did not like him at a certain point. Yeah. Um, he spooked everyone out. Yes, and he he did have a lot of sway over them, it seemed. And like I said, like I explained, of course he did Mm -hmm. Um, because they fully believed that he he could do the things that he claimed to do. Yeah, which were super important things for them, like the most important things. Yes, so um, supposedly he led a very debauched lifestyle Hmm. slash a double life. Um, including sex workers, alcohol. He would supposedly seduce and humiliate noble women. Wow. Um, and he did have a wife, but, yeah, but you know, who knows? Does, that doesn't count in 1908. Yeah. Um, not to him, at least. Yeah. And uh, there were rumors that him and the Sarina were yeah. doing something. Now, I don't know that I fully buy that. But at the same time, if he was very manipulative, yeah, he could have played his cards in such a way that he was oh. like, "Listen, I'm I'm here to help your son, but it I'm communicating with God, and if you want your son to be better, like you need to have this relationship with me or whatever." Right. I don't know if that's true, but a lot of the people thought that it was. It that's, seems possible. I mean, yeah, like, well, he was always around. People that are that. The the force of personality, yeah, that people like that have. I mean, you remember and I said, what, because he was charismatic, because he did ingratiate himself with this group of people. Yeah, like it always seems impossible when people pull this off. But like, what was that documentary we watched about the family with the daughter and all that? Oh and yeah, the the, the Mormon guy that family. managed to bang the whole family or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's it's insane, but it does oh, happen. Also, if you guys, if you if someone hasn't seen Rasputin, he's got some real Charles Manson vibes to me. Yeah, like the crazy look in his eyes, just very intense. Yeah, and also just the facial hair and long hair kind of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, right. 
The second big rumor is that he was the member of a cult. And this mm-hmm. is where we get back to the Clists. Mm-hmm. They are an offshoot of the Russian Orthodoxy, like I said. Basically, they believed that the only way to heaven is to repent. But you can't repent if you haven't sinned. So they believe in sinning. Okay. So they would supposedly oh, do things like have orgies. And this this Ooh, would kind of explain... Okay, this would kind of explain if he did have a debauched lifestyle, how that would fit in line with him being a holy person if he was really a part of this cult. Plus, imagine you really trust a holy person mm-hmm. and they come to you and they say, well, part of, you know, living like piously or, you know, is to is to do all these things like because you have to repent. It's so, really easy to imagine him so there's a couple, breaking a family. A couple way. ways religious people feel like you can get to heaven. And one is like yeah. you you don't give in to temptation mm-hmm. as much as possible mm-hmm. and you go to heaven. And then if you do happen to give in to temptation, there are ways to repent. Yeah, right. But you're trying not to do that. You're trying to remain pious, remain pious <clears throat> and not do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that those two things actually kind of define largely the difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. It's right. Like, you know, like uh like uh grace versus uh works kind of thing or whatever. So, so basically in in this version of the Russian Orthodoxy, it's like no, you're never going to go to heaven without <laughs> repenting. Yeah. Just just like staying pure and not sinning isn't going to get you to heaven. You have to repent. Yeah. But you can't repent if you haven't done anything to repent for. So do yeah. something to repent I'll, for. I'll give you something to repent right. about. So let's have orgies. <laughs> um, the thing, the fucked up thing is it makes sense. Yeah. It kind of There makes... is some kind of weird logic to it. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> the other thing is like, it's very possible he wasn't really a part of this cult, but maybe he adopted some of these beliefs because he could use it to justify doing the things he already wanted to do. Yeah. It so seems like, like he, he never became a proper monk. Right. But he spent some time with them. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and that is possibly where he ran into the Clists. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if he was really a member of that cult per se, which did seem like it was a known entity at the time. Yeah. There were quite a few, um, but but yeah, that's a thing. Um, the third rumor uh, was that Rasputin was really the one running Russia. Members of court and the nobility felt that he had too much influence and he was actually giving the orders. Mm-hmm. And it was possibly there's some truth to that. He was basically advising them at one point. He was advising, so he was against the war, and then Tsar Nicholas obviously was for it and was pushing it, and so he came around, and then he was advising Tsar Nicholas on what to do in the war, until eventually Tsar Nicholas was like, "No, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm just gonna handle this," mm-hmm. um, and then he went away because he was on the front lines, like he was participating in the war. And left the Tsarina to govern, basically, to rule. And he, that is Rasputin then was yeah. helping her. Right. Was advising her. And had a little more pull over her. Understandably, because, again, it's her baby. Like, yeah. or he's keeping her baby alive. Right. She, her husband is now away. 
she's now having to rule a society that like isn't keen on them right now. Right. Like yeah, right. tides are really turning fast and they're not very happy. Yeah. And I'm sure she didn't really know what the hell to do. Like, yeah, it'd be really scary to be like yeah. sitting on top of this like system of governance Powder that feels like at it, the time. Yeah, it feels like it's falling apart and like it's up to you to not blow it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the thing of like don't destroy the family business that's been around for a really long time. Yeah. Except really... like to the nth degree. Oh yeah. It'd be like incredibly stressful. <clears throat> so thank goodness they had Mr. Spooky around. Yes, thank goodness for Mr. Spooky. <laughs> and I saw Spooky Rasputin. <laughs> and he was crooked and he had a weird look. And I thought he's not so good. <laughs> so that's basically what they thought. Yeah. Um so the fourth and coolest rumor. Oh, all right. Is that Rasputin was unkillable. Nigh uh, unkillable. I have heard this uh this belief. So in 1914, Rasputin had traveled home to Prokovska and was met with a beggar woman who stabbed him in the stomach. Um, she claimed that he was seducing the innocent, um, and he nearly died, but made a full recovery. Now she, they, she was basically deemed insane. She was sent to an insane asylum for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any truth to it. If she saw him doing something or, yeah. or was just like, had some beliefs that weren't true or whatever. But if you're best buds with the czar, you can have yes. anyone thrown away. He's like the right-hand man <clears throat> of the czar and was stabbed by a peasant woman. Of yeah. course they're going to throw her in an insane asylum. It sort of doesn't matter what the truth is. They'll, right. they'll do that anyway. So at, at that point, he nearly died, but he did end up making a full recovery. Yeah. So that was 1914. That was right around the war was starting to heat up. So let's talk about his death. Yeah. Which was December 30th, 1916. Okay. We're going to tell the story. 1916. That's so Mm -hmm. crazy. Going to tell the story, and then I'll come back around and tell what we actually know factually. Okay. So you're going to give us the the mythos first. Yes. It's more fun that way. It is more fun that way. (laughs) So a group of nobles led by Felix Yusupov Invited Rasputin to uh, Yusupov's house for dinner. They they basically decided this he's no good. Yeah. Um, spooky Rasputin. <laughs> spooky Rasputin with his um, weird looking. He has his long too much beard. influence. We're suspicious of him. Yeah. He's the reason we're toppling. Like this is very bad, and we need to get him out of the picture. Yeah. So they invite him over to dinner. Um, they poisoned his tea and cakes and wine. Wow, they with, poisoned everything. Well, it the one version of the story <laughs> I heard is that they, they poisoned his tea and cakes with enough cyanide to kill four people. Hmm. And he ate those down and, and seemed kept on fine. rolling, yeah. And so they had poisoned some Madeira wine and gave him that. And he drank that down and was fine. <laughs> and so... Dude's good on poison. Uh, I think it was Yusupov went and got a gun and shot him three times. <laughs> I've heard this. I, and uh, yeah. he was still alive. Yeah. So at one point in there, he was beaten, like they beat him and was still alive. So then they dragged him to the river, which was freezing over, mm-hmm. and they threw him in. And supposedly they could see him in the river flailing and still alive. Yeah. And then eventually died in the river. Well, 
Some say he died in the river, and then he was found several days later because the river had frozen. Uh-huh. And some say that when he was found, he was alive or he had come back to life. Right. There's a lot of <laughs> legend around this guy. Sure. <clears throat> the truth, what we know from the autopsy that they did, there was no poison found in his system. Even if you were immune to poison, there'd still most likely be the evidence of it in your system, yeah, especially right. if you were killed right after you were poisoned. Yeah. Because your body wouldn't circ it wouldn't have time to circulate it out of you. That's an interesting thought there about that circulation thing. Yeah, you, you po- wouldn't have like peed it out or, you right. know, your but, body wouldn't have processed it. Also, if you like poison a guy and then throw him in a frozen river, I wonder what happens to that <laughs> how that poison distributes. I don't know. I guess it would just sit there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, there <clears throat> were three gunshots yeah. and one in the head, and that was the cause of death. Okay. Um, he he was, they're pretty sure he was dead before he even hit the water. Well, there wasn't like water in his lungs or anything. Mm, yeah. And there was bruising, but they're pretty sure it was post-mortem because it looks like so when he was thrown in, there was like a hole carved into the ice for fishing, right. and he was thrown into that. Yeah. And so his body hit the sides of it before he went into the water. Uh-huh. And they think the bruising was caused by that. Because mm. even if, if you're freshly dead, you, again, you still have some circulation. Right. Um, but you won't form like a full so bruise. So you'll like bruise, you... but you won't like, it, it's going to look different than right. if you remained alive. Yeah, like you have, if you had positive pressure. <laughs> or if it happened before you died. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so that's what I got on Rasputin himself. That's the his, the story of his death is probably the coolest legend of like <laughs> that they just story. kept trying and trying and he <clears throat> was not dying. <laughs> you know what's kind of comforting to me about that? Just hmm. as a brief interjection is I sometimes feel like a lot of despair because of the way that um, we, uh, it sometimes feels like we live in a post-truth world where <laughs> what really happened doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that like social media and the way that we like learn things has affected that or created that. But it's just humans. Yeah. Rasputin was certainly died sometime in the late 19, yeah, 18, 16, mm-hmm. whatever. And, there exist a bajillion versions of how or like what he was like. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, we've just always done that. It's not new. I know. That's, that's humans and that's story and that's the game of telephone that we yeah. play and retelling things and legend and urban myth. And yeah. It, it's always been that way. It's just easier to do it and more obvious and yeah. Possibly even more damaging because of the internet and social media, because yeah. it's accessible to everybody, and the stories can develop faster and travel yeah. way further and wider. You it's, know, it's just a little bit comforting to like reflect on the fact that the only yeah. reason it feels like things are especially bad right now is because we have the capability for that not to happen, and yet we can't quite figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. Anyway, but. I'm not entirely done yet. <laughs> okay. Because I want to talk about one of his daughters. Okay. Lil, Lil Raspina. <laughs> her, her name is Maria Rasputin. Uh-huh. So she she was eventually brought to St. Petersburg and kind of grew up in very close proximity to the Romanovs, um, became friends with the the Romanov girls and yeah, all that would be like a childhood friend. She also had a sister uh, that was here too. Um, her I think her sister eventually died of disease. 
um, before, like, she outlived all of the other <laughs> Rasputins. Okay. Um, so after her father's death, she was living there. She was in St. Petersburg. Yeah. So the Romanovs briefly took her in after he died. Yeah, it's not her fault that all that right. crazy stuff happened. But the two weeks later is when everything happened with the Romanovs and they were murdered. Yeah. And everything fell apart. So if if anyone doesn't know that story, that's a really good story too, maybe and, for another time. But yeah. like essentially their their reign collapses. Um there's they're like usurped and they're murdered yeah. and there's lots of mystery surrounding the remains and where some of the children's remains are and if maybe some of them could still be alive and one of their daughters is named Anastasia. I was gonna say I'm guessing this movie. I'm guessing this part was left out of Anastasia. The part about the remains the, of the children. And the murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but but it's essentially the gist of that story is yeah. her whole family is dead. And now there's someone many years later coming forward and saying, no, I'm actually Anastasia of the Romanov family. Mm-hmm. And and that is a thing that happened. There were multiple, multiple people who claimed to be her, and they did do like DNA analysis to try to figure that out. Okay. But just keep that in mind. So I will. This is two weeks before that all happened, but the signs were clear. Yeah. Things are not going well. It's gotten to a bad point. And Any so day now they're going to bust in here and right. turn this thing upside and, down. And so um, they were given, her and her sister were given 50,000 rubles by the family and and told to flee. Like, go get somewhere safe. So in 1917, Maria married Boris Solovev, who was supposedly like, he was Rasputin after Rasputin. Like, he kind of took his place as, like, an advisor and holy man kind of guy, I guess. Okay. So she marries him, and they they fled to Europe. Uh, they end up having two daughters. Um, he died of tuberculosis. She was having a hard time finding work. They both were having a hard time finding work. Uh, she was offered to become a dancer. And she, there was a quote of hers that it wasn't because of her dancing. It was because of her name. It was because she was Rasputin's daughter. Sure. And she often went by the moniker, the Mad Monk's Daughter. Oh, that's interesting. So she performed all over Europe and then eventually joined the circus as a lion tamer. (laughs) Really? Um, Yes. Wow. And her quote about this is they ask me if I mind to be in a cage with animals and I answer, why not? I have been in a cage with the Bolsheviks. Ooh. So that, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Oh my God. Not great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, she was like, Oh, sure. I'll be in a cage with lions. There's actually a really cool picture of her with a lion. Looks fucking great. She's like super cool. Um, yeah. So she she went to the USA with the circus and eventually stayed there. And um, she ended up retiring from the circus after being mauled by a bear in 1935. There's also a picture online of her like in the hospital, presumably after being mauled by a bear. Oh my god. Um, 
she ended up marrying again, uh, but later divorced him. She became a U.S. citizen. During and after World War II, she was a riveter at shipyards in San Pedro, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, she kind of has some real Rosie the Riveter vibes. Like she has that look because it was a common look at the time. But mm-hmm. you see pictures of her and that the style of her hair and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see her in that pose. I guess anyone, flexing though, her arm. anyone who evades assassination, moves to a different country, uh, becomes takes up a the dancer, circus work, you know, becomes a member of the circus, then flees that country to go to the United States, right? And, mm-hmm. and then sets up a whole new, all that shit, that's some woman power there. That's, yeah. a, that's a strong lady. So then she's accused of being a communist because sure. she's from Russia. Yeah. Well, that, um, that checks out. So she wrote a letter to the L.A. Times in 1948 and basically told them, like, I love the United States of America from the bottom of my heart. I believe like, that. Like, I, I might be originally from Russia, might be the daughter of Rasputin, but, like, it's I don't care about that. It's objectively better for her here. She must right. really believe and, that. And there were, the thing is, Russia didn't want her back. Yeah. They didn't want her back. I believe Everyone her. still hated Rasputin. Like, <laughs> they did not want her. If I was her, I would also very much love America. <clears throat> so so she, well, and the thing is, even when she was in Europe, she had such a hard time finding work. <clears throat> yeah. And it, the the video I watched said she, she never had, like, any problem exploiting her family name to, like, make money and get work. But yeah. it still probably sucks that, like, the only thing you can do is, like, be a dancer. But, like... They don't really want your dancing. They want your reputation because you of your you, family. Like, you do what you, you have do. to do. But it was probably more satisfying to go be a riveter where you're actually doing something and contributing yeah. something and not just, like, l- your family name. Yeah, it's a good feeling earning your keep just on your yeah. own merits. So she eventually retired at 57. Um, she did babysitting jobs on the side for a little extra income and lived off Social Security. Yeah. Um, she attended church and gave the occasional interview. There was she did write a couple books about her dad. Yeah. Um, and then her final memoir was released after her death. There are some people who claimed that she wasn't really Rasputin's daughter, that she was just some dancer that went by that moniker and it took off. Um It would be like feasible to to believe that, right? Keep in mind the story of the Romanovs and Anastasia and all this stuff. It's such a common theme, but mm-hmm. right, the, it's not true. She definitely was his daughter because that picture that you saw, that picture, yeah, um, of it's him like in the forefront her. and on the right, there's yeah. a girl, the one that that's I called her. a Mouseketeer. Yeah, that's Maria. Yeah. And if you see pictures of her later. She looks just like that. Like, undeniably. Undeniably, that's her. Gotcha. She looks like Rasputin. Like, she looks like him. <laughs> they have the same eyes. Yeah. Like, obviously, gotcha. she's his daughter. There's, what, like, no doubt in my mind. One of those things where, like, if you <clears throat> wanted to purport to be Rasputin's daughter and you weren't, it would be an incredible coincidence for you if you happened to look just like him. Right. It's and very also, unlikely to get also, that. Also, you're going to pretend to be Rasputin's daughter so you can go to America and be a riveter? You want to do that? You want to go help the troops? Yeah. World War II, go be a riveter? Fucking knock yourself out. Yeah, right. Like It's just like not a rational thing to, she, for someone like, to She fake. went on to live like a pretty normal life. Just yeah. by doing some pretty crazy stuff to get there. 
Getting mauled by a bear. Getting mauled by a bear. Being a lion tamer. Just like, you know, right. some you do the job that you get offered. Yeah. Right. Sure. So. It's a living. But yeah, that, that's basically, that's what I've got. That's crazy. Yeah. I cannot believe that Rasputin's daughter made it to America mm-hmm. and lived basically a normal work. Into life. her 70s. That part really blows yeah, my mind. Yeah, she lived into her 70s. Yeah. And there's like, I'll show you some of the pictures I saw because there's pictures of her as an old lady and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's here's a question. Wasn't part of the, uh, so I don't think I actually saw Anastasia. Mm-hmm. But wasn't part of it that like Rasputin was kind of after her? Um, wasn't that the story they tried to tell the Disney version of this? Is I, that he was I kind of after so. the they younger... like they made Rasputin the bad guy. <clears throat> right. He was he was undeniably the which, villain. Which which un which everyone did think he was the bad guy, but right. no one really thought necessarily he was like Like after the after daughters. The kids. Okay. I mean unless maybe like lasciviously. Because there was all those rumors, but like That's a very good like Disneyfication of an actual story though. This is the one, this is the character that everybody hates, so he's yes. going to be our villain, he's right. going to be the bad guy. And he's going to be but, chasing our, hero, our heroine. But our, he was our... dead before that happened. Right. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was dead before her, her family died, yeah. before she and her family died, and all that. So yeah. he wasn't alive to do any chasing at that point anyway, but yeah, Disney do what Disney do. Yeah, that whole Disney uh, orgy scene was really uncomfortable, though. Yeah, Rasputin the, the en- part about the clists. Yeah, and where, the- <laughs> where Rasputin is engaged in an orgy with the royal family, and yeah. you see like full frontal. And that he's was, that was a bad choice for and a kids he's cartoon. just chanting "sin to repent, <laughs> sin to repent" the whole time. <laughs> with his wiener all over the place. It was a really bad decision on their part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't win them all. Subliminal messages and all that. <sighs> well. <laughs> That's the story of Rasputin. That's a crazy story. And a little bit about his daughter. <laughs> My daughter. Also, something people in the comments of the YouTube video I watched kept asking, and there was no answer to, was what happened to her daughters? Yeah. Because yeah, she right. had two daughters. Yeah. And her husband died. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, no idea what happened. But she went to the United States. I don't know if maybe they had also died or if they went to live with someone else or yeah. or Any what number of things could have happened i guess yeah so but they were never mentioned again <laughs> they could be kicking around actually i did hear that one of his like great great granddaughters or something is still alive but yeah. i i didn't follow that up wow to see if that's true it seems possible it's possible likely even yeah it's it's definitely possible that they could be alive, but Well, that's a lot of information about Rasputin that I did not know. Yeah, I um I used to be super fascinated by the Romanovs. Yeah. And like historical fiction was yeah. like my jam for a while. There were these books, I don't remember what they were called, but there was a bunch of them about like royal families and it was like fictionalized Oh, okay. Um stories about like the girls of these royal families. Like young and, adult fiction kind of stuff? Yeah, and Anastasia was one of them that sure. I read. And there were a bunch of them. But that one was really cool. And so I was always liked that story. Yeah. But as I got older, of course, you, you see the movie, and then you hear about Rasputin, and you, there's all these rumors yeah. about him. He's always been an interesting figure to me. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very strange. Not a lot of people like him throughout 
history. People that are like that acquire that much access and yet are so like universally creepy to people. Yeah. I guess like uh, Steve Bannon, maybe. <laughs> but I think I think that was kind of his uh, part of it was purposeful because yeah. he was a mystic. Yeah, right. Like you're supposed to be mysterious. If you're not spooky, you're kind of not doing the role of mystic correctly. Right. You can't just seem like a normal dude. And it's and, also you know. a way of like intimidating people and getting your way. And uh-huh. think about the fact that he's from Siberia. Yeah. He went away to be a monk, but never really became a monk. He just decided to start traveling Europe and, and acting as a mystic and a healer and ingratiates himself with nobility Yeah, in St. Petersburg. Like, that's... That's an ace move. That's, like... It's to, pretty hard to pull you, off. You don't hear about the hundreds <clears throat> of people, just like Rasputin, who ingratiated themselves with nobility while looking the way he did. Yeah. Like, that was a specific move. It's a they calculated lo- they decision They were looking to be that for guy. something specific, and he was the guy. Yeah. Until he wasn't the guy anymore, and they murdered him. Yeah. <laughs> God, if he showed up, you know, all clean looking and worldly, it would have been- Not what it, they wanted. That would look like snake oil. Yeah. They wanted the real Well, it deal. would look like more of them. The thing is, right. it's a novelty. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. You, When you are rich and you have everything, you want the novelty. You know what I'm thinking of? Hmm. That episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia we watched recently where it's like the super rich people are hanging out with like Charlie and <laughs> yeah. and D. Yeah. And it's like they're they end up going to a party and they're kind of just like exploiting their dumb normal friends. They they basically walk into a dinner with schmucks scenario where it's like the rich people have brought the dweebiest <laughs> normal people to all collectively laugh at. Yes. Except in this case, you know, it's like the rich people are looking for something authentic to to fall yeah. in love with in, in, in a yeah, spiritual person. Yeah, they were making fun of it, but it right. was it was like, oh, look at this thing that is is so much different from our yeah, lives. What's intriguing to rich people? <laughs> poverty. 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 Someone they, who came from poverty. They love it. They just love it. Do they ever? Because it makes them feel good. Yeah, you know. That it's not them. Look at my poor friend. Yeah. I'm pretty great. I have poor friends. <laughs> I have one poor friend. Anyway, <sighs> we could wow. talk about this shit all day. Uh, but yeah. I think that about sums it up. Well, thank you for that one. That was a good one. I no. didn't know that one was coming, but I think Rasputin's been on our list forever. He has been on our list for quite a while. Uh, so thank you for uh, taking a stab at that one. That's a great, that's a, a stab. <laughs> taking a stab at Rasputin. Taking, taking a stab and some poisons and uh, three couple, gunshots couple. and some beatings. And a freezing. At it. <laughs> and a freezing. <laughs> uh yeah so okay well thank you for that uh i guess we'll be back hopefully next week no yeah. it'll, it'll be like december 3rd it's weird we're getting oh, wow. into december already super strange um so anyway i prefer the soup <sighs> uh please continue to send us your suggestions uh yes please every, yeah. every time i look at the list i start to worry even though there's plenty of things on there right lots of good suggestions we'll never there, run out of ideas it's just uh, you know i panic but please keep sending them because they provide us uh episodes like this which is great thank um you. and uh we will be back next week thank you for listening to goose chase goose chase have a wonderful evening and a great thanksgiving happy thanksgiving Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. 
On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 